You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made What's it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn, here, your host, back with another episode, another photography-related episode today. Uh, I am with Pam Stukenberg. Did I say that right? A Stukenborg. Stukenborg, okay. Yes. Um, Pam is a, I guess, headshot specialist, you could call it. Yes. Um, I was introduced to you through Eric at Bedford's camera and Bedford's have been great to me and I'm sure they've been great to you as well. Uh, I know we're, we're both involved in Photocon. We're both going to speak a little bit about that today. But uh, before we get into that, uh, how, I guess, you know, you're in Tulsa right now. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Okay. So how, you know, how do you get to Tulsa? Are you, were you born and raised in Oklahoma? And then how, how do you get into photography? Well, um, I wasn't born and raised in Oklahoma. I was actually born and raised in um, New Hampshire from the East Coast. So sometimes uh, there's a little bit of a twang that will come out. Uh, not always, but there are certain words that's like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I can hear my family speaking back there. <laughs> um, so my um, husband, Bernie, and I, we moved out here uh, almost 14 years ago. And uh, his kids from a previous marriage lived out in Claremore. So after we'd gotten married, it made perfect sense to move out here to be closer to the kids. And that's how we ended up in Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. So growing up in New Hampshire is completely different to being down here then. Oh, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I will tell you, it's a, it's a much easier transition, I would think, coming from the East Coast to Oklahoma, as opposed to if you were like born and raised in Oklahoma, I was 39, I think, when we moved here. Yeah. And uh, almost 40, yeah, 39. And uh, it's a much easier transition. But if you're here from Oklahoma and you moved to the East Coast, it could be a bit of a culture shock. Right, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Was, what, what was it like when you first came here? Like, what, what kind of stood out to you? Well, um, people like they just kind of moved at a much slower space or pace. I'd go to the supermarket and I'd have my list. I'd have my cart. I'd be like, come around the corner. And people are like, Rah! you know, <laughs> it's like, well, whoa. or they would, they would talk to you like standing in line. And all of a sudden they'd be like, you know, and how are you doing today? And, and I'm like, why are you talking to me? You know, because you just, yeah. Thankfully, you know, my parents, they raised us to be friendly people and by all means, we will talk to you. But that was, that was a big shock. And, and then if I did ask for something like in the aisle and they'd be like, where are you from? You know? <laughs> yeah, I had similar experience, kind of the same of like, why, why are you talking to me? What do you need? What do you want? Why are you being so nice to me? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, we have like a bit of a suspicious mind. Like, you know, you want something, right? Yeah. Otherwise you wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. So, so the photography side of things, is this something from a young age that you just love doing? Yes. I, I've loved photography since I was a little kid. Um, one of the first pictures I have is of a puppy that I had dressed up in doll clothes. Our dog was always having puppies and I'd stuffed it in doll, in doll clothes, put it in this little doll house, this little heads peeking out the window. And I, like, I took a picture of the puppy and I, I still have it. I need to frame it and put it on the wall in here. <laughs> but so it, it looks all like Instagrammy before like Instagram was even a thing. Right. Yeah. When uh, so when's that first memory of when when's that first camera as a present? Like, what, you know, how how do you get into it from a young age? 
Um, well, it, my mom had the cameras, one of those little long rectangular ones or in one of the square silver kind. But um, I really got into photography when I um, had, I bought a Pentax body for $100 at a pawn shop. Okay. And, and that was when I was uh, 19 or 20. Yeah. And, and I was really even, that was film. So back in the film days and uh, a couple that lived next, next door to me, they were like, Oh wow, you bought a camera. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, but I need to get a lens. And they're like, Oh, hold on. The husband goes in, he brings out a telephoto lens, a 50 millimeter lens, a flash, a tripod. He goes, here you go. You're all set up good and used to stuff to, you know, get used to it. And I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> but then, Oh gosh. Like, uh, uh, six months to a year later, that poor, sweet little couple, they busted up. And I went to the wife who was still in the, the apartment next to me. I'm like, hey, I, I need to give you back that camera equipment. You know, I mean, you guys let me borrow it. I, I, I feel bad I've had it this long. And she's like, are you kidding me? You keep that stuff. You might, you might think that guy's borrowed, never given back. She's like, that camera equipment is yours. So I still have it to this day. <laughs> I won't let it go. <laughs> So cool. So from like, and and I previously had a couple other photographers on and, you know, just kind of spoken about like what they've got into and why they've got into, you know, the stuff they've done. And and one of them was Rob Ferguson, who shoots for the Chesapeake Arena, and he got into sports photography. And and the other one was Mike Menzul, who's who's coming on or who's been on, but I'm not sure which one will go out, this one or that one yet. Um, Mike does National Geographic stuff. But see, you know, you do just headshots. So what drew you to doing portraits and headshots and how did you kind of make that your, you know, I guess, business in your niche? Yes. Um, well, when um, Bernie and I, when we moved to Oklahoma, um, I, I was working two jobs at the time back in New Hampshire. And uh, photography was just a hobby. I just loved doing it. And it was rare on the occasion that I did, you know, get a chance to do it. So when we moved to Oklahoma... Bernie was like, hey, what do you think about not working outside the home? And I was like, what? What the Sam Hill am I going to do all day? Not work outside the home? What, what is this? I've been working since I was 17. I couldn't imagine, you know, not going to work every day. So reluctantly, I said, okay, I'll try it. Well, Bernie was the wedding photographer for a nephew of mine. And he had bought a Canon 10D my nephew was like, will you do our engagement pictures? And then will you do our wedding? And well, Aunt Pam flew to from New Hampshire down to Baltimore to go to the wedding. And that's where I met Bernie. He was the wedding photographer and okay. also my oldest brother's best friend. And uh, we got married. Yeah. And then I was thrust into the world of digital photography. So Bernie was like, why don't you take this time to get to know Tulsa and, you know, why don't you take some photography classes and, you know, get your chops up on the digital, digital camera. So I was like, okay. Well, like two weeks went by after Bernie suggested me not go to work. And I'm like, I'm retired officially. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and so I started just, um, a, a guy at our church had a soccer team and he was like, Pam, I heard you take pictures. Would you mind photographing our soccer team? And I was like, sure. So I would do the little team photo and the little, uh, you know, three by five picture. And I'm telling you four year old soccer players trying to get a team photo is like herding cats. It's hilarious. <laughs> but 
you know, and so I just started making money doing, you know, soccer shoots. And I did a football team. I did a, a cheerleading team once. I was cured. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with cheerleaders ever again. These people are crazy. Well, not the girls. The girls were great. The moms were insane. <laughs> yeah. It was like a mini beauty pageant. Like, you know, it was just crazy. But um, so, so then I um, had, you know, gosh, I had, I'm trying to think how many years ago now it was, I want to say seven, about seven years ago, six or seven, I had done a shoot for my husband, um, a council of science editors. I did like party picks for their conference. And I had my, at this time I'm shooting a Canon 70 and I had it on a strobe frame with a flash and, you know, changing all the settings constantly because I was, you know, shooting manual from one side of the trade show to the other, to the middle, the lighting was different. It was all this changing, changing, changing to the shutter speeds after all this stuff. Then I would go to one of the breakout rooms where they're having their individual meetings. They had like 10 of them gone at the same time. Each speaker, one would have lights on the room, one just the projector light, another, you know, all kinds of different scenarios. I shot Friday, Saturday, edited, Saturday night from 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. the next day so they could have pictures for their closing luncheon. Well, on uh, by Tuesday, I could hardly pick up a glass of orange juice with this arm. Yeah. I, I like overnight developed tendonitis of the elbow overnight hurt myself so bad. So so that was May. Now, if we back up to February 14th, just before then, I had, gosh, discovered Peter Hurley through a Google Plus, um, uh, Google Plus that uh, Scott Kelby was doing. Mm -hmm. And, and he, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, it's not like watching paint dry, listening to him talk about photography. This is amazing. He was so funny. And, um, and so that was, you know, a few months before Valentine's Day. Well, Bernie, I was like, can we go to New York City for Valentine's Day? So we're on a train from DC, going to New York, and I go to headshotcrew.com and email Peter Hurley directly saying, hey, my husband and I are visiting from Oklahoma and found you on Google Plus, heard you talk. We would love to just swing by your studio. We're not far from there and just shake your hand. And uh, he was like, well, I hit send, and then I told Bernie what I did. Of course. Because you're never <laughs> expecting him to reply, right? You're never expecting yeah, exactly. him to reply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bernie said, he was like, he's a busy guy. You won't have a chance to, you know, to meet with us. I'm like, well, I hit send. Who knows? Because I'm the last born, and, and my thing is, the least somebody is going to say is no. So why not ask that question? <laughs> Hour later, his assistant got back to me and said, "Hey, on Thursday, like around ten, can you come down to the studio?" Well, Thursday was Valentine's Day, and that's the day that Bernie was taken off from work. We were just gonna hit the streets and go to a comedy club and dinner and just have a great time. And uh, that that day changed the whole the whole picture because, and I didn't know what was coming up in May with the elbow. Sure. But after meeting Peter, he spent like 45 minutes with us. And we're like, wow, he's like just as nice in person as he is, you know, in these talks and everything. And, uh, and Bernie and I were like, after we scratch our head, like there's something to this whole headshot thing. This is something to pay attention to. Yeah. And we were just fired up. Uh, and then when I, you know, 
few months later, hurt my elbow. Bernie and I had talked that, you know what, maybe, maybe we need to just have you just park your camera on a tripod because I can't lift it and just let your arm heal and just do headshots in studio. So this, this studio, it had carpet, it had beige walls. And so we ripped up the carpet, painted, put uh, down hardwood floors, and it, it be from our game room to this wonderful space. You can't see it, but there's another door right over here. There's a bathroom attached to it. It's a perfect, perfect scenario for yeah. an, a studio. And you don't have to leave the house. You just kind of walk down the hall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, so really, and, and it's great because I find that with having this space, I can control the atmosphere. And it's very much, you know, I've got, you know, wireless speaker I hang off the door, earth, wind, and fire's playing. If it's a person who's an adult and they would like an adult beverage, this, I have this one, this, these two customers, they, they refer to each other and then they keep sending other people and then they'll come to their shoot and we're always having mimosas together. It's just, it's a great time. It's a great time. That's so cool to have that kind of experience and just build that from, you know, from that one experience of, of meeting Peter up at, you know, New York city, like out of nowhere. Right. Just, yeah, sure. I'll shoot an email and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because you know what, Mike, we change our lives by the people we meet and for some, the books they read, or for others, the audiobooks they listen to, or the podcasts they listen to, that it's, you, it doesn't matter where you are. And I think it's becoming especially more evident during this time where we're all locked down that we can still grow as human beings, no matter whether we've gotten injured, no matter whether we're locked down. If you look for areas to grow, you can, it can happen. And so we have any excuses, you know? Definitely. So for the, for the very few, uh, I say camera tackies and nerds out there, talk because yeah. I, you know, I'm, we've got to add value to everybody. Um, talk, talk about your setup. What's, you know, what's behind you, what's kind of everything. And, and you can, you you can dive into full camera speak if you want to, because I'm sure five people may understand it. Sure, sure. Well, um, I admittedly, I'm not one of the most technically suave, uh, people that, you know, photographers out there, but you know what? I know if I need to learn it, I've got to figure it out. Um, I shoot with the, um, the wireless pro master TTL 600, um, studio lights. And when I got those lights, I'm like, okay, I want to figure this out. So I took and I, I read the manual out loud to myself and created an audio version of the manual. <laughs> so that I could continue to listen to it while I'm beautifying and cause it takes a while to grow this up to be this. So uh, I, uh, so that's how I learned my lighting. Um, the, uh, the camera I shoot with is a Canon 5D Mark IV and, uh, I shoot with the 70 to 200 2.8 lens. Love that lens. And, um, I tether to, uh, to my, my Mac laptop, love tethering, shoot into capture one. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you have you used Capture One at all? I have not. No. I'm telling you, the more the more I use it, the more I like it. I normally only like just tethered into it so that I could. It produces a great um, tool that while I'm shooting, I use it, and I you know will shoot you know 12, 15 frames, and then say, okay, come on. It's break time. Let's come and take a look at the images, and and we'll go through where. Okay, you see that image right there where your eyes. Mm, they were dialed in. Yeah. 
but your mouth didn't know how dialed in the eyes were. But yet in this image, your mouth is like party time. So we need to take like take that mouth, merit with those eyes. And now that you see this, you got this, get back behind the camera. And so they get back behind there and we go through another sequence of images and take more pictures. And, and it also when, when I let them know, you know, hey, you know, get that jar out there. And, and they're going, no, no, that's that's not it. Take it, put give it to me. Come in, make it. Yeah. And then I'm like, mm, I'm like, all right. So then I let him. I let him do that for a couple of frames, and then I bring it back. Okay, see, see here. When I'm having you get your jaw out, this is what you're giving me. But when you just forced it out, look yeah. how good that looks. The camera loves it. It's like Peter says, feels weird, looks good, and it's really, really true. It is. Yeah. That's kind of the one things like when I had a photography class in college and you know, you, you, you have assignments and headshots is one of those assignments. And, and my professor was great at the time. And he said the same thing. He's like, it's going to feel really weird. It's probably going to hurt to stick your head out that much. But when you see the yeah. picture and you see how good your jawline looks, it's totally <laughs> worth it. Yeah. For a man who has genetically six chins, I don't like totally <laughs> do it anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's so, uh, you know, it's especially with headshots, like it's, you know, and, and people make the mistake, right, of taking the picture from down low and, you know, shooting mm -hmm. it up and it's not very flattering. And I'm sure there's plenty of Instagram people out there who, you know, boyfriends or husbands have been had to take, you know, five or six different pictures of their, their other half because of that. Oh, uh, yes. But if only they could just take a crash course in head photography and headshots, they'd be fine. What, yeah. How long is the process for you? What, what does it take? Like if someone's going to, you know, um, kind of come into the studio and book a session with you? What is it? How long does it take you? You know what? It can take anywhere from a half an hour to, you know, 90 minutes or, you know, if it takes, you know, three hours because it's the, the ladies tend to take a little bit longer. Admittedly we do, but there's, there's so much the hair, there's so many other things that, you know, the details, and, and that's something like, like with me, like I'm, I'm seeing the collar, the collar that there's one side that's not quite as straight as the other. And, and I'm going, I'm fixing the hair and I, I need to get a, one of those Fitbit things because I probably do about five miles in a session, just going back and forth, fixing little things. But it's, it's just so much easier to get it right in camera than trying to fix the hair and all the stuff after the fact and the collars and, and all, all of that. So it, it just, as long as it takes, I try not to book people like back to back so that we have room to breathe and that the client, you know, some people are much more comfortable in front of the camera than others. Mm -hmm. And the ones that, that aren't, it's like, you know what, part of the experience that I'm going to give you is helping you feel comfortable. And if that takes a little extra time, we're going to take that time. And with, you know, there, there are so many photographers out there, but the way that we can separate ourselves is the experience that we give the client, that they walk away saying, oh my word, you know what? That wasn't as, it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. Yeah, it can be quite like, it, it can bring out the insecurities. It can be quite a, you know, not a fun place to be, right? Knowing that your professionals have got to go get a good headshot. They've got to get something for the business card or a new website, whatever it is. And, and yeah. I, my mum hates getting her picture taken. Absolutely hates it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like family photos or anything. She's just like, I just don't enjoy it. And that's, you know, that's, there's people like out there like that. Yeah. Uh, what, so, um, I was, you know, what, obviously headshots is like professional and, and that's your job and that's how you, you know, you do your, do your thing. But what, you know, if, if someone's just going to give you a camera 
and just go out? Like, what do you enjoy? Can you, is, is your arm still, is, is your arm bad that you can't just go out and have fun and take photos or is it okay? And you still do that. Well, it's, it's still not a hundred percent resolved. And then uh, last a year ago, April at Shutterfest, um, I did 80 headshots in uh, two days um, at Shutterfest. And Peter was like, I'm, I'm an associate with Peter's and, and, and I hadn't gone associate yet. And he's like, Pam, he's like, you should be associate by now. He's, he's been after me for years. He's like, I, I'm, I've got a target on you. And, uh, and so I'm like, fine, I'll come shoot. And he's like, I think we just need to tweak a few things. And, um, I actually um, injured the other elbow through that experience. But my setup was I had the regular standard um, uh, stands where you're, you're twisting the knob, holding the support of the light, raising it and lowering it and twisting it. And then um, uh, he was like, you need this visal, you know, tripod, not the one you use because I have levers. I like to use the levers to adjust it. And uh, so I was just kind of, different setup and just overuse. So I was like, Oh no, what have I done? Because all of a sudden this arm didn't feel like it hurt anymore. And this one hurts so much more. It's like, Oh, it's like, you know, like you, you stub your toe and you're like, Hey, let me stomp on my other foot really hard. So I forget how bad this one hurts. That's kind of what happened. It's like, Oh no. So, um, I changed up my lighting setup. I, I don't know if you can tell here that I have the Manfrotto, the, it's like pistol grip and you can just squeeze them, raise them and lower them. It's amazing. It's a, it's a game changer. Love these things. Yeah. And so that's, been helpful but since I needed to like give the other arm rest and I I'm sound like an old lady here I got all these ailments uh, I had a ganglion cyst on this wrist that really got in the way of doing push-ups at the gym um, some you know certain activities so I thought well while this arm is recovering I'll go ahead and have this cyst removed that was in October and uh, what's this well May yeah this is how much. Oh, wow. I, yeah. So I, it's still recovering. Um, but I thought, well, you know, just like this arm when I got injured brought me into headshot photography. I went into this, hey, you know what, this downtime, what else, what else, I'm going to look around you. What else can I do? So there happened to be a six week comedy class at the comedy loony bin here. I'm like, I'm taking a comedy class, man. I love comedy. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I speak for, you know, Bedford conferences, PhotoCon, photo expo. And, uh, and I also do some of the emceeing. Mm-hmm. I thought, what a great tool to add to the toolbox oh, yeah. by having this stand up comedy. So I, I took the class Graduated. There's a few clips out there on my YouTube channel, Stukenborg Photo, that uh, of me doing my comedy, and it was a ball. It was an absolute ball. That's awesome. I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. And I think, um, you know, you mentioned PhotoCon uh, that's been rescheduled, and now it's in July. Is that right? Yes. Yep. July. July 9th, 10th, and 11th. Um, I just met with um, Eric Williams uh, from Bedford, Oklahoma City. And uh, had a little chat with him. There's a Facebook Live out there on my Stukenborg Photo Facebook page that we're, you know, basically we're moving forward as if this is happening. Yeah. And, um, and you know, as someone who's emceeing the conference, it's good to have that mindset. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, we, we don't know what's going to, you know, 
what's going to happen. I mean, Friday, things get more opened up. Um, I think by the end of May, we're going to kind of see if, if there's a, a two-week spike from the minimal opening that we've done, we're going to start to see it, you know, towards the end of May. And then if there's a bigger spike because of the much larger opening, we're going to see that in June. So I think by the, you know, by the end of June, we're going to have a pretty good idea whether or not that we're going to be rolling in July. I, I certainly hope so. Because one of the things that I, I love about the PhotoCon conference and the, you know, even the Photo Expo, the, the conferences that Bedford's puts on, they're, they're like, you, you can just, you know, like meet photographers, meet the speakers in the hallway. You know, so we're, we're real people. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I tell folks, the ones that, you know, get a little bit nervous, like, oh, so-and-so is good. And I'm like, now listen, he puts his pantyhose on one leg at a time, just like you and me. It's right. going to be fine, you know. But also having, I don't know if you found this being the speaker circuit, like, we still want to be treated, you know, like human beings and, you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's important to, to stay very grounded and like, you know, Hey, what you see is what you get. If you meet me on the street, this is what you're going to get, you know? And, uh, and so, and just, yeah, you know, I really enjoy people anyway. So. Yeah. Like when, when Eric said to me, you know, would you like to speak? I'm like, Yes, I'd love to. That'd be amazing. However, like I'm no, like the people that are coming to this conference that are definitely much better than I am at photography. You know, I'm speaking about the whole social media side, and I wouldn't have a social media brand if it wasn't for great photographers in this state because that's all the content that's shared. I just created a platform to share that content. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm more grateful for all the photographers out there that. Than you know, than they offer to hear me speak, right? There's, I'm sure they may learn a so few things. We want, no, we want to hear you. We, th I think this is awesome because this is a this is a very important element to photography. Is that I mean, it's it's a two way street. It's you're getting the word out, we're getting the word out. I mean, and it's it's sharing, um, you know, because it really it's it's relationship that kind of solidifies like you can you know have you know, a great podcast and someone can be an awesome photographer but if you if there's no kind of like just genuine like you know relationship that you can have with just it it's oh. just kind of like well they're an awesome photographer but they're a pistol of a person who'd want to hang out with them for even 30 seconds let alone you know take a class of theirs so i think it's it's important to be good people as well as uh good photographers and, and good great podcasters <laughs> yeah it's, it's going to be a great time three days tons of great photographers tons of great speakers and just like you know it's gonna be a blast and I, i'm excited to go just so i can like learn and listen to everyone myself as well yeah, exactly. you know, do that and learn because like my I, I i enjoy like car photography and, and getting into i want to get into that stuff and yeah. and the guys that that i one of one of the people that i follow she's back home she shoots an icon her name's amy shaw and she started in wedding photography and then got into car photography and she shoots cars like she would shoot weddings. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. And then the other guy um, works out here. He, he's very good. Uh, he shoots Canon. Uh, and he was posting yesterday. He just got his new, you know, can is Mark one Canon one D oh. or whatever it is. Like he is, yes. yeah, and he, he was showing how it worked shooting cars racing by and like that is ridiculous and then i googled how much that camera was i'm like oh that makes sense it's eight thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> that's why that camera's so good uh, yeah. obviously he's good as well but i think you know it's just getting out and doing it and you know mm -hmm. diving right in and regardless if it's 
you know, creating a studio in your house and learning lighting and headshots and having people come to you or just going out and, you know, shooting races or shooting people, you know, it's, it's just cool to see there's so many images that have come from life, right. From cameras and, you know, just the ones that we look back at the famous sports ones. I mean, Michael Gordon's stuff right now is out in his documentary and the famous photos that have come from that. Like it's, everyone remembers photos. So I love being in it, love being around. Um, for people listening, how can they follow you? How can they get involved if they want to come to the studio and, and book in? Like, you know, how do they do all that? Sure. Um, everything's under Stukenborg Photo, and that's spelled S-T-U-K-E-N-B-O-R-G, Photo. And I'm on, I've got a YouTube channel, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's, uh, it's all out there. And, you know, if you have any, you know, everybody has any questions, you know, direct message me. Happy to happy to help out. There's quite a few photographers that uh, you know. That there was one actually gentleman who was like, "Well, Pamela, headshot. That's your thing. I don't want to hone in on on your business because I'm in the same Tulsa area." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" No. I'm like, "I'm only one person, and and I, you know, if I can't shoot somebody, I want to be able to. I, if I can't do someone's headshot, <laughs> shoot somebody, yeah." <laughs> Clarify that, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I I want to be able to have someone that I can recommend them to. And I'm like, last time I checked, everybody in Tulsa's got a face. Yeah. There's a lot of people that need headshots and need good headshots. I think Zoom has probably been a great like eye opener to people um, on we need good headshots <laughs> because if you think about it, before. Um, what used to be, oh, hey, nice to meet you, Mike, you know, you're, now if, or if even someone's providing a service, they're going to come to your home, you're taking your phone and you're Googling them and then you're checking images and like, oh, oh, that guy looks like an axe murderer. There's no way he's coming to my house, you know? So what used to be a handshake face-to-face meeting now is just a picture on a screen on somebody's phone. And what does that you know, project? Does it project like, wow, that person looks like they know what they're doing or they look like they would be a lot of fun or, you know, whatever it is. So I think in this day and age, it's all that much more important to um, have a good headshot. If there's anyone who wants to learn more about it, I'm part of the headshot crew, um, which is we have over 14,000 of us all over the globe. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, like, if I'm shooting a conference and someone's like, oh, I, you know, I wish my team back in, you know, Iowa could get, you know, headshots like this. And I'm like, well, hey, go to headshotcrew.com, put in your zip code. You're going to find a headshot crew person that is not far from you. We are all over the yeah. place, you know. So, so it's great being part of a community because if, I'm, if, I'm, if I've got a problem, I'm like, I'm texting my headshot community saying, Hey, what, you know, what's going on? This isn't working or, or, and one of the biggest things when I started tethering was the session would quit in the middle of my shoot. And it's like, Oh, and then I'd have to like restart my computer. I'm, I'm turning my camera on and off. I'm popping the battery just so it looks like, you know, I'm trying to fix this. Yeah. And then come to find out it was a very simple thing that was turn off all of your sleep modes on your computer, on your camera, shut them off yeah. so that you don't lose that disconnect. I hope that's valuable to someone out there right now. There's a little value bomb right yeah. there. 
<laughs> but um, but yeah, so these you know these little things that you know we help each other, and um, and and like with with Bedford's the thing that I love about Bedford's is they like. In their store, if, if you even if you haven't bought the thing from them and you're struggling, you need to try to figure out you can they will help you. They are so service minded and customer oriented. You know, I really people are like, well, Pam, you always do bet for this, bet for that. Well, yeah, because yeah. these guys are awesome. They they really they love the community. And um, I volunteer at a, a mission downtown, the uh, John 316 mission for um, is homeless, but they have a, a separate women's division. Mm-hmm. And every year we have the Women's Day of Beauty. And the women, they get their hair done, makeup, nails, new outfit, jewelry. And then I shoot their portrait once they're all beautified. Yeah. Well, every year Bedford sends down their lab tech, their lab manager with a Canon printer print two five by sevens on site, putting a sticker on the back that says the person with this picture has permission to print unlimited copies yeah. anywhere. So, because what good is two images? And, and by being able to give it to the person right then is so important because it's such a transient ministry. And, and I've done it in the past where I've had to bring them home, do the quick edit, print them, and then bring them back. And you, we aren't seeing these women again. So yeah. by backwards being there, they're able to ride a precious memory where these women, they may be homeless, but they feel beautiful. And they're just, you can just see their self-esteem. Some of them cry. You know, it's really a fantastic thing. And there's, yeah, so Bedford, if there's something going on, they are so supportive. So I really, I appreciate them so much. And uh, I sure hope Photocon happens in July. And I'll keep you posted. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, I'm really excited. I really, I really want to get it. You know, I really want to do it. I really want to meet a lot more people and and just yes. kind of you know and and especially the the one thing that you know you're going to hear these great speakers talk, but but the good thing as well is all the reps are going to be there. So if oh, you yeah. come and you want to know exactly about it, that person is going to be there. You know, and you, you may not you may have heard someone speak already, so you want to go see. That's the time to go see them when they're not busy. So yeah, right. really excited for that. And then also like I mean, Bedford's uh, Bedford's been great to me and I and I hope that the you know the partnership that we have continues and, and is a lifelong one because yeah. Eric's great, the whole team down there's been great to me and, and I'm excited to learn more and dive into as much as I can. So um I wanna say you know, thank you so much for your time. Oh, go ahead. Sure. Um, one of the things um at Photocon where you know I've I've spoken in the past and Eric's like, hey, you want to speak? I'm like, you guys are already speaking off. I'm like, I'll, I'll do the MC thing and and uh but one of the things that I do do when I'm you know not up there doing introductions or whatever is I'm at the trade show floor or I'm at the desk where people are checking and I'm around and I'm actually looking for people who may like have their program and they're like, I'm like I'll walk up to him. Hey, are you trying to find a certain class? Are you trying to find a certain speaker? And they're like, oh yeah. I'm like, oh, this is where you go. And I'll either take them to the class or I'll point them in that direction. Or if they're just kind of like hanging out and I notice they have a Nikon lanyard or a, you know, candy lanyard or whatever. I'll say, hey, have you been over to the, you know, Sony Canon Nikon table? Have you been there and met the, the reps? I'm like, well, no. I'm like, oh, hey. I know Terrence, come on, I'll introduce you to him. Or here's, you know, here's Benny or here's Chuck or whoever. And uh, like, and make, helping make those connections. And even also with other people who are going to the conference, like, oh, sports photography. There was a woman last year who she, 
um, was like, hey, I haven't heard anybody talk about sports photography and, you know, pricing and, and that kind of thing. And I just spoke to a couple who that's what they do. So I was yeah. like, oh, let me introduce you to Lisa because she was, I was just talking about her and helping these people get connected because it's those connections we make at the conference with the other people that really make it that much more special, that much more memorable. And we've created lifelong, lifelong friendships through these conferences. So it's really just an absolute ball. Right. It is. And it's, um, if everyone wants information on that, it's photocon OKC, is it? OKC.com. And then um, and I'll post all the links below as well. And I think you just type in PhotoCon and it'll come up Facebook, Instagram and everything. And they're doing a great job of, you know, getting it. Hopefully um, I can't imagine how hard it is to reschedule and reschedule and, and you know, Oh my goodness. It yeah. happens. I'm sure Eric, I, I would, I'd hate to Eric to waste so much of his time and, and it not to happen to re have to reschedule for next year. Mm -hmm. So um, but you know what? It's as long as we do it, you know, it's safe, and uh, that's really what it boils yeah. down to. And if we have to, if we have to wait till next year, then you know. But sure. it's just gonna be that much more awesome. Oh, <laughs> Jerry Gionis, yeah, yeah, Jerry Gionis, Susan Stripling, the 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 speakers. Go to photoconokc.com and click on speaker list. We've got a tremendous, tremendous list there. A lineup that is just like. Wow, really quality, yeah. quality people. Yeah, you wouldn't think that those people would come to Oklahoma City, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. um, I, I just want to say thanks for your time. Uh, I know you're very busy and, and you know, taking a lot of pic headshots at the moment because of the current situation. Uh, you know, and, and I'll post all your, your links down below as well. Uh, Stukenborg photo and everything else. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate your time. And I'm sure people got a lot of value from this. And if they have questions, definitely, like I said, reach out um, for setup or for whatever it is. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to get some value from that. So I want to say thanks so much for that. And um, thanks for listening and watching, guys. We will catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, Follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.